Hello, everyone. I'm Dan Mosier, and this is the Mosier Media Podcast. I want to talk today about small market television. And my first job in this field was at a low-power TV station in Kent, Ohio, and right out of high school. I believed that my career was going to be in local television in Akron, Ohio, and that I was going to work for a few years at this low-power TV station, TV29, and then I was going to go work at the one TV station Akron had that had a newscast, TV23. It was called WAKC. Those are the call letters at that time in the early 90s. And the station was a part of, originally part of WAKR Radio. And in the 50s, it was WAKR Television. And I really wanted to work there. I wanted to be in local television. I wanted to be a news photographer, the videographer with the big camera and with a reporter and out in the field and working on the 6 and 11 newscast as, a, as an editor, as a technician. I just wanted to be involved. I, I knew that I wanted to do this with my life. And I enjoyed Enjoyed my work at the low power TV station. And ever since then, I have been absolutely obsessed, perhaps, with small market television when I travel. The first thing I do when I come into the hotel room is I turn on the local newscast. I want to see what small market television looks like in Beckley, West Virginia, or in Ironton, Ohio, or in uh, Wheeling, or in any number of small markets that I might be visiting for work or for travel or for fun. I like to turn on the TV and see what the small market newscasts. Typically at home, I'm watching Cleveland newscasts. I'm watching 3, 5, and 8, and 19, and 43. And these uh, are large market. I mean, Cleveland is the 18th largest uh, TV market in the country. And the point being is, because TV 23 uh, killed the newscast that they did in 1996, I didn't get a chance to work in TV news. Not that I would have been hired there anyway. It's just where I wanted to go. And of course, if you work in a small market like Akron, or if you work in Youngstown, Ohio, then you're on perhaps a career path to a bigger market. And of course, if you're a homegrown, like I am here in Akron, Ohio, I might have stayed at TV 23 my entire career, work in my hometown without an interest to go into Cleveland or Columbus or a larger market. But a lot of times people in the business will start out at uh, Channel 9 in Steubenville and and move to uh, Pittsburgh uh, Television, which is uh, 45 minutes away, let's say. So you start in a small market and you go to a bigger market. But let's talk for a second about the challenge of making television work in a small market. And I'm not an expert on this topic. I'm an observer. And here's what I've observed or what I understand. And I probably have more questions than answers. And I come at a lot of these topics with a very limited understanding. But let's talk about small market television from the viewpoint as I understand it. And of course, these are businesses. They need to turn a profit. It, it is a business. They need to pay people. They have revenue from advertisers. And at the end of the day, if these operations are losing money, the point being is that's a challenge to keep a local newscast on the air. And I find this challenge fascinating. And partially because 
of the idea that early in my career, I witnessed a newscast essentially go out of business or the station was sold from the local owners to a group of owners that operated stations simply for the purpose of running infomercials. And the cost of running a newscast was killing them or it just wasn't in their business plan. They, you know, you almost have to just be passionate about news and journalism and serving the community in order to have the motivation to keep a local newscast on the air in a small market is my understanding of it. And there's a lot of ways to make these news operations work. For example, in some markets like Youngstown, Ohio, where there might be four or five nightly newscasts, they might be sharing resources. So there could be only three studios. Maybe there's only two newsrooms, but they're producing newscasts for five stations. Maybe I don't live in Youngstown and I don't watch the Youngstown news. I can't get it over the air on my signal on my on my TV at home. I get all the Cleveland stations. But I understand in Youngstown, Ohio, that there's four or five nightly newscasts and that it is possible that there's only two newsrooms and two studios or or something like this. So they share these resources. You might even have the local newspaper and the local radio station's newsroom combined with a TV station's newsroom to share resources and content because the cost of producing the content is high. So, again, you might produce multiple newscasts from one studio, or you might expand the amount of airtime you have to sell locally by doing more local programming in the morning. So even in Cleveland, when Fox 8's doing news from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m., maybe from 4 a.m. to noon, they are all local, which opens up more airtime for additional revenue. So let's say they're selling spots at $200 a a pop. You want inventory. You want inventory, which leads to additional revenue opportunities for your station. And, of course, the challenge of selling advertising, getting these local advertisers who may now lean more towards social media advertising or advertising on websites. And, in fact, some broadcasters their sales departments are getting into the business of selling digital ads. Certainly, you can buy an ad on, I'm sure, on WKYC.com or, uh, you know, the, the Cleveland news stations will sell you an ad on their Facebook page or on their, I'm certain of it. And again, I'm the observer. I, I don't work at a TV station. I own and operate a video production company. And along those lines, think of the cost of producing local ads, local TV commercials, and how in some cases that might provide create a stumbling block for people trying to sell advertising. So these small market stations have to figure out how are they going to sell local advertising? And then also, do they need to come in and produce a commercial for the advertiser? Because a lot of small mom and pops or restaurants or furniture stores or the local car dealers may or may not have a resource or an agency or somebody to produce the ad for them. So then they have to be in the business of video production as well and content production and producing a local TV commercial that is effective is hard. That's why ad agencies exist. That's why video production companies exist. But we're not here to talk about local advertising. We're here to talk about today. We're talking about local small market television. And the other idea, of course, is that National media buys keep these news operations in business. 
So if you're the Ford, uh, Northeast Ohio Ford dealers group and or a large, you know, uh, you see your northern Ohio Honda dealers. Well, that's a buying group or perhaps an agency is buying advertising for the Honda brand regionally. So they have the power to go in and buy all these stations and buy all this advertising and they look at the ratings and they might decide that, you know, some of the media buyers might be out of the area. So you've never been to Steubenville, Ohio. You've never been to Beckley, West Virginia, but you're going to buy advertising on TV stations in that market. You're going to just look at the ratings. You're going to say, well, let's just buy the top rated stations. Or maybe you have a smaller spend in that market, and your strategy is to look at who's giving you the best rates. So then you might look at, well, let's save some money by buying not the highest rated station in the market, but let's look at the stations that are lower rated to maybe get some more frequency on our media buy. I am not a media buyer. I don't get involved in the business of of buying media or advising clients how to buy media. Again, today's discussion is how do you keep a a TV station, a small market television station in business. And the idea of, I love journalism. I love small market television. If I ever in my career owned one of these stations in a small market, which I would love to do, how does all this work? And so I'm sharing here in this, just, just my observation, just my very limited understanding of how this works. So the idea is, if you're a TV station in a small market like Steubenville, and you're dealing with regional or national media buyers, that national media buyer might feel like, well, we've bought Pittsburgh, which is near, or we've bought Charleston, West Virginia, so we don't need Beckley. We've bought Cleveland, so we don't need Mansfield, Ohio. We've bought Columbus, so we don't need Zanesville, Ohio. So being these small markets, you might be looked over. And you really need to focus on local, is what I understand. The other concept we might want to discuss is the trends in producing local content. And we've used the word predator before on different podcasts. It's a a very interesting uh, concept. The idea of the producer is the editor. And really now the trend is the reporter is the producer and the editor. So back in the day or in a large market still even now, you might have a reporter with a, what they call the photog, the, the person with the camera. But and that certainly with the technology that has changed tremendously, as you can imagine, the person with the camera used to be this big brute of a cameraman because you had 40 pounds of camera gear. And now the camera gear is, is more advanced and HD and it's lighter and off you go. And the, you know, the news uh, photographer um, doesn't have to be this big brute of a person, um, which is good. That opens it up to people who are more petite to be able to go out and run this technology. And the the side uh, benefit of that now, or it could be a downside if you're the reporter, is that the reporter can now be the camera person. And in some markets, the reporter is shooting content on a smartphone. They're even doing live broadcasts in small markets or the cut to the reporter in the field, and that reporter's holding up a smartphone on a selfie stick and broadcasting live back to the station. And that replaces, you know, a hundred fifty thousand, you know, a half million dollar news van and a whole crew. Absolutely amazing. And, and of course, would they do that in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, you know, to save money? Maybe they would to have more crews out in the field 
producing local content is expensive. And if ad revenue is going down, if finding the money to keep these operations going is becoming more challenging, then they might look at creative ways to use new technology to reduce the cost of producing content in the field. But what if you're that local journalist and you've been doing this 20 years and you've always gone out into the into the fire and into the murder scene with a reporter? And back in the day when that reporter was a big brute of a dude, he kind of played in a way the security person also. So if you're the reporter and you're petite or you're female or both, and you're standing there uh, covering the, the what just in you know, a murder scene with the police tape uh, on it, you know, you have to do this by yourself now. Maybe in a small market you do. It is absolutely fascinating to me to think that in a 30 minute local newscast, it is possible that only two minutes is dedicated, devoted to local news. If you really broke down the numbers, if you really looked at the script or the schedule or, or the, the outline of what the newscast is going to be, it could very well be that the first couple of minutes of the newscast is local news. And then it, maybe it's local sports and weather and two minutes of sports, two minutes of weather. And then it could be that in order to make your small market television newscast work, you take in feeds, satellite feeds and content from all over the country, all over the globe. And so you're now doing 15 to 20 minutes of national news and frankly, maybe some fluff, maybe some celebrity news, celebrity gossip, you know, trends in entertainment, all of that kind of stuff, which of course has, you know, might be appealing to some in the audience, but people who are really interested in knowing what's going on in their community. And it is possible that that audience is shrinking also. It could be that the number of people genuinely interested in local news and politics and community affairs and who's the, what does the mayor have to say about this and who's running for council and what's going on with our school system. It is very possible that the number of people interested in consuming that kind of news could be shrinking. That's a research project for another day. But it could be possible that more people in a market are interested in the uh, Felicity Huffman or whoever it is getting arrested in, in L.A. or the, the celebrity that's in trouble or uh, Robert Kraft is busted for or being with a, uh, you know, in a, in a place he shouldn't be doing things he shouldn't be. And now he's going to be embarrassed and, and people might have more interest in those topics. But we might call that fluff. It depends on your interests. You know, there's a lot of other things to think about when it comes to keeping your small market uh, television station and newscast going, but you do have to think about local sports. The reality is for many of the, even local newspapers, community newspapers, community local radio stations, there are lots of places to go to find out who won the in the NFL or in the, the NBA, but there are very few places to go to find the local high school football uh, scores at the end of the night or on Saturday morning. The review of, I mean, Friday Night Lights, if a local TV station, even in a market like Cleveland, they have the helicopter that flies over the high school football games, game of the week. And they try to cover as many games as they can. And they come back at 11 o'clock on a Friday night and they do a recap of all the high school football games. That is extremely expensive. And that speaks to the idea that the audience is definitely interested in local sports. They're di interested in, their, in the high school football. 
on location reporting is expensive. Certainly in a small market, they're not going to have a helicopter. They're not going to have a traffic helicopter or a helicopter. That's, they're not going to have Sky Fox in Beckley, West Virginia. I've been to Beckley, West Virginia. By the way, it's, it's a very nice town. It, just call something a small market. It's not a dig. It's small town America. Steubenville. It's a nice town. So the idea is that small market television serves your local community. These stations serve the community, and these markets deserve local news coverage. There's a, something of a, a unique situation that happens when a small market is in the shadow of a very large market. And why don't we take uh, Newark, New Jersey as the example. And I like going to New York City. I, I go several times a year uh, for work and for fun. And there are times I stay in Newark because there's an easy $5, $6 train ride from the Newark Penn Station into Manhattan. But when I get to the, if I stay at the hotel in Newark, right at the Penn Station Newark, there's a nice Hilton there. And I'll turn on, there, there's no local newscast in Newark, New Jersey. But this is a city of 250,000 people. It's a city the size of Cleveland, Ohio. But it's, you can see the World Trade Center from a lot of parts of, of Newark. It's, it's literally in the shadow of New York City, the market number one. So they're not going to be able to make a newscast work because they're competing with these larger people. A lot of people in Newark feel they're in a, a suburb of New York City. They live in or they, they work in, in New York and they they just live in Newark as a, a treated like a suburb. We have a same we have the same problem in Akron, Ohio. The reason that WAKC TV 23 was a challenge financially is because it was an ABC affiliate and Cleveland had an ABC affiliate. And when it came time in the 80s or 90s to do the Nielsen ratings, Nielsen is the company that establishes the DMA, the designated market area. There's 210 DMAs in the U.S. And if Akron, Ohio were its own DMA, it would probably be market number 80. But Akron, Ohio is lumped in with Cleveland, Ohio and Canton, Ohio, so that Cleveland can be market number 18. And if you separated out Akron, Ohio as its own TV market, Cleveland would no longer be television market number 18. It would probably be television market 30 or 32 or 34. So this is all how the Nielsen and how the FCC got together to create these DMAs and Akron got lumped into Cleveland. And because of that, it's very hard to operate a television station when the ratings are such, and this is a, was true in the 80s and 90s, that people watching Akron television news would go to fill out the Nielsen rating slip and they would put down that they were watching ABC and they would give credit to Channel 5 in Cleveland. There was a big part of the of the survey that was flawed. At least this is a theory based on uh, some of the reasoning why TV 23 didn't work, that people were watching Akron News, but it wasn't reflected in the ratings book, which is what advertisers use to decide where they're going to spend money. So they would spend money on ABC News Channel 5 in Cleveland and feel like they have the whole market, and they would overlook all of these people watching the Akron newscast on TV 23 because it was also an ABC affiliate. And when people watching would fill out the rating survey, they wouldn't remember which station they were watching. This is a theory as to that there was a potential problem in the, the flaw in how the ratings were done. Would that be different now? 
would that be different if Akron were its own TV market? I love local television. I'm having a great time working in media and in video production here in Akron, Ohio. And I feel it is possible that if news organizations like the local newspaper and the local radio station, the the legendary local radio station that's been doing news and, and radio in Akron since the 40s, they could collaborate and somehow come up with a TV broadcast. And does that TV news broadcast need to be on television? Could it be an internet television broadcast? This would be a blast. The challenge, of course, is that terrestrial broadcasting might not be with us forever. Terrestrial broadcasting could go away in my lifetime. It could happen. Now, of course, broadcasters are still spending to buy new transmitters, broadcasting in HD, and of course the trend where people are unplugging their cable and switching over to an over-the-air signal and then supplementing with a Hulu or a Netflix subscription, and they're getting these smart TVs. But if we look at our smart TVs, they're plugged into the internet, and now CBS News out of New York and ABC News and NBC, all of them have an app so I can get the local feed or even watch the CBS Evening News through the smart TV for free. I'm watching the commercials which is good. Ads support local journalism. Ads support national journalism. Let's let's watch ads together. I love commercials. So let's think for a second about the idea that terrestrial broadcasting might go away and you might not need a transmitter or an FCC license to be a broadcaster in a market. Could we do local news television style format without having a television transmitter? And would people watch on YouTube or on your app? That's I, I bet they would. And is there an audience in a market like Newark, New Jersey, for just Newark News? Is there a market for that kind of content here in Akron, Ohio? I bet there is. You got to think about the quality of the journalism. You have to think about the quality of the broadcast itself as well. When you're market number 18, when you're WKYC Channel 3 in Cleveland, they're, they're doing a beautiful job on their newscast. They just rebranded. They all have all the Cleveland stations are getting new sets every couple years. They have top talent. They have incredible journalists. They're doing a great job. So if you're going to be competing with them because you're only 35 miles down the freeway in Akron, Ohio, you need to put on a large market show or you're going to get lost. In other words, people who want to know Akron News might end up turning to Cleveland stations because the quality of the the journalism and the broadcast is better. So you would have to. You have a special circumstance in small market television competing with large market television. You have to be large market television quality. And your brand, you have to be a trusted source for news. I mean, certainly there's a lot of citizen journalism, which is incredible. It's a wonderful thing. Akron has the the Akronist uh, put together under the uh, support of the uh, Akron Community Foundation. And there's a a lot of other uh, local organizations doing broadcasts and podcasts. And even uh, the local PBS station was picking up and running some of the locally produced television. And this is wonderful. But are you a news operation or are you doing some feature stories or are you local entertainment television? I will say, perhaps, you have to think about the newsroom resources and capabilities you have. How much news do you want to do? Do you want to cover murders and fires 
or do you want to just do positive news stories? In thinking through, what would your local broadcast look like if you were just starting? And the staffing levels, there are two newsrooms in Akron. One, one, well, there's several newsrooms if you count the, some of the smaller publications and some of the uh, community newspapers that are they're doing a great job. But you have to think of the staffing levels of both the, the major daily paper in Akron and the major radio station that is news and talk. They, they do news. But they're not staffed 24-7. They're staffed for morning drive and into the day and after 4 o'clock. No one's answering the news line. And is it possible that to make small market television work in Akron, Ohio, you'd have to do what they're doing in Youngstown. And you'd have to collaborate with other news resources, with other news outlets, all working in the same newsroom, sharing content. And how would that go? How do you split the revenue? How do you make the bookkeeping work? How do you balance all the egos in the room? How do we make it work in Akron, Ohio, is the summary of this podcast. And as I shared in the beginning, I got into corporate video and producing local TV commercials and uh, developed a relationship with the cable company here in Akron early in my career when I realized that there wasn't going to be local television in Akron uh, to, to work for or a station to work at. And I decided to get into corporate video, and I had an opportunity to get in with a great company. Uh, they became a, a, one of the biggest companies in this town, became our, our first client, and uh, they remain a client to this day. But in the back of my mind, I always think, how would we make local television work in Akron, Ohio? And when I say local television, I mean a newscast, journalists out in the field with cameras. And so therefore, I study or think about or research how does small market television work in Erie, PA, or Mansfield, Ohio, or Zanesville, Ohio, they have newscasts. And one big reason is they are far enough away from Columbus or Pittsburgh or a larger market to make it work. And people who live in Zanesville don't think they're a suburb of Columbus. They believe they live in Zanesville. And my argument would be that if you live in Akron, Ohio, we should be our own TV market. Akron has an independent radio market. In the world of radio and ratings, Nielsen and the FCC, however all this came together, I don't quite know the history of it. But I do know that in the world of radio ratings, that Nielsen looks at Akron Canton as a separate radio market from Cleveland. And here's the numbers. Radio... Akron is market number 83. If you look at the Nielsen ratings, you see the big number 83 over the rankings of all of the top rated stations in our market, which is listed as Akron Canton. Cleveland is radio market number 34. So think about that in terms of how that compares to television. In television ratings, Cleveland Out of the 210 DMAs in the United States, Cleveland, Ohio, is listed in the television rating system as market number 18. And in that system, they are listed as Cleveland, Akron, Canton. So if there were an organization or an entity or a group that came forward and bought a radio or rather bought a TV station in Akron and lobbied the FCC and Nielsen and all the powers that be to separate out Akron Canton and make it its own TV market. It could be market number 80 
market number 85. The problem is for Cleveland stations is that they would fall to TV market number 30 or 35 if they couldn't incorporate Akron and Canton into the DMA. And what that means is if you have a national media buyer that says we're going to buy the top 20 markets in the United States, run our ads on the top 20 markets, right now that would include Cleveland. But if this happened where Akron were separated out as a separate TV market and you're the national media buyer for a major brand and you say we're only going to run our TV commercials on local television in the top 20 markets and Cleveland was now 34, Cleveland TV stations would not have the opportunity to get some of that revenue, to capture some of that media buy, and Cleveland would be overlooked. So this is a very uh, challenging uh, situation if you're interested in your hometown of Akron, Ohio, having a local newscast. And what are ways around this? Well, one big way around it involves broadcasting on the internet, producing content and airing it on the stations that already exist, Channel 5.2, Channel 3.4, all these over-the-air terrestrial broadcasters under the HD spectrum, or the expanded spectrum, they have additional 0.2 and 0.3.4 that people are getting over the air. The idea, though, is you have to have a brand that works. You have to be a trusted source for news. You have to be able to reliably produce the content, and that is expensive. And you have to put together the financial support in the community to make it happen. And wouldn't that be fun? I love small market television because someday I would love to do this. So when I travel to Beckley, West Virginia, you better believe the first thing I'm going to do is turn on the local news and watch and say, how do you make this work? Thank you for listening. You can find us, of course, at Facebook.com slash Mosier Media, YouTube.com slash Mosier Media, and of course on Instagram and Twitter at Mosier Media. And you can always send me a note and tell me, that I'm completely crazy. I would love to hear it. Dan at MosierMedia.com. Once again, I've opened it up, brought a media topic to the world of podcasting, and I've had a great time doing it, and I really appreciate you listening. And once again, I have done it in exactly under 30 minutes, always the goal. Thanks for listening.